You're listening to the Deep Purple Podcast, a fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 185, Top 10 Ian Gillen Screams. And coming to you from the sickly suburbs of Chicago, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the spooky suburbs of Providence, I'm your co-host, John True Crime Matola. <laughs> Are you listening to True Crime? Well, like, um, I think like most other people on earth right now, um, my current, uh, series that I just finished watching was the, uh, the, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, have I you will, seen it? I will not see that. No. All right. Well, I have no interest in, in celebrating the horrors of that sort of thing. Well, you're missing out. So <laughs> I don't know the guy I'm missing out because I think I feel like it also just seems like we kind of lived through that, you know, that was like in high school or whatever. It was like a big story. And I mean, I don't, I, don't, I mean, you know me, I mean, I'm oblivious. So, I mean, a lot of this was like kind of new information <laughs> like, to me. Who's this guy, Jeffrey Dahmer? I'd, I need to hear I about mean, him. I've heard of him, but I never paid attention to the story. No. I think it's an, it's an inherently compelling story. I think that people, and I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying that, um, there were people that get on their high horse saying, I'm not going to glorify it. I'm not going to support it. It's like, I don't know, you're not supporting anything. You're just, you're just enjoying a story that is being told. I mean, it's a true story and yeah, I mean, it is being glorified, but it's not like I'm like, Oh, he's awesome. It's just like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, the, no, the I, show was awesome. I the hope acting- not. Or else this is going to be the final episode of the deep purple podcast. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just a big fan. What a, what a guy. What a heck of a guy. No, I mean, this, there are, I mean, th- there is a negative side to it is, is that people are, are, are just like they're just like at the time, um, because uh, of course, uh, to, um, to kind of like supplement this, it's, it's just kind of like, uh, when I, when I get involved in, in something like watching something, <clears throat> I go all out. So for like a while ago, they released this new, like, I don't know, OJ series, like a few years ago. And I just wanted to like watch everything OJ related because I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I don't love the guy. Um, so it's the same thing as like um, the, the, the Dahmer thing. I watched like Netflix had another documentary like the Dahmer tapes, I think, where they had like his interviews with his attorneys where they, where they were telling the story. There was a, another movie that was made about him like in 2017. I watched that, um, which only covered like when he was a teenager and I'm like, I just thought it was interesting. You know, I'm not like a, not like a fanboy of him or anything. Um, I just think it's, it's like one of those things. Like if you watch, if you watch a horror movie, whether it's fantasy or whether it's based on like a true story, are you glorifying these people? Are you glorifying murder? No, you're, you're just watching a story. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. It's to me, it's too depressing. Just the, the fact, like if it's, if it's, uh, if it's, 
a made up thing. Like I just don't care at all. And even that I'm not like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not like a big, like, I don't mind like the horror stuff, like the, you know, like the goofy horror movies we used to watch when we were kids, <laughs> like that sort of stuff. But I don't yeah. like the like super like gory or like, I don't know. That's just not my, it's never, horror has never been my thing in, in that respect. Well, you see, it's always, it's always been mine. And I think that's one of the reasons too, given it's, it's October. Um, I like to watch scary movies and, um, you know, that, that kind of goes down that road is like the, uh, the true crime stuff. They, they also had like, uh, I think this year, I don't know if it was now or if it was earlier, there was a, uh, John Wayne Gacy mm-hmm. one too. And I never really knew that story. So I watched that one and I'm just like, oof. These are these sick fucks. Yeah, I, I saw a, a John Wayne Gacy. I saw like a, a documentary on him, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago. And like, I still think about it. It was just like, like absolutely horrible. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I think the thing about it is, is just like it, it's wild because when it's when you watch a horror movie, like say like a fantasy horror movie, like um, earlier this month, I was revisiting some of my favorites from when I was in my early twenties, like, uh, early two thousands horror movies, like, um, Jeepers Creepers, um, oh, or, yeah. uh, Final Destination, <laughs> yeah, um, a couple of I, other ones. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just got on this kick. So I was watching, I was like, because that's, that's kind of like that uh, to me, it's kind of that gray area time because horror movies didn't seem to be like you had the, the, the thirties, uh, and the forties, like the classic ones, the slashers, seventies, eighties, and then like the nineties, two thousands, like in my mind, weren't, weren't really anything They were kind of bland. So, um, but those movies were kind of new when I was growing up. So what was Jeepers um, Creepers? I remember, um, on Miss, do you remember Mr. Show? No. It was a show on MT, uh, MTV, um, on HBO. Um, called uh, called Mr. Show, and they did Jeepers Creepers, which was a uh, a musical, but it was basically it was based on Jesus Christ Superstar. So they filmed it like to look like the movie, like they all drive there in a bus and they get out of the bus, and it's but but it's instead of being the story of Jesus Christ, it's the story of this like. Uh, Jack Black plays like the Jesus character and he's just basically some loser that lives in his mom's basement. Um, yeah, and you know, so it's just this really uninteresting story about this loser <laughs> <laughs> but it, and they kind of hit a lot of the beats that they hit in Jesus Christ with Superstar it's pretty funny you could probably find it on YouTube or something but it's funny hearing uh, uh, hearing them you know m- in this little short five minute segment or, it, or whatever hit all these notes that Jesus Christ Superstar hits and do all that just Jack Black being a being a goofball it's pretty funny that's the only Jeepers Creepers I know <laughs> no this one is a um I think they made a couple of sequels too, and I might have actually gone to see those. Um, There's one. I just looked it up. There's one playing right now, right down the street from me, um, yeah. in the next town over. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh jeez. If we if we wrap up the show real quick, I could probably get over there and see it. Well, this one was, um, I think, a brother and sister driving through a rural country. Uh, this um, this crazy guy in a car like starts chasing him. It's like this big like kind of a, not like a regular car. It's like this big old junker kind of truck or whatever. Um, then they, uh, they encounter him again later. And then it turns to this whole thing where they're getting chased and the, you know, they, they stop into the local diner, help us. And they're just like, nobody believes them. You know, that whole type of story. Sure. They, they finally get to the police station, the power goes out and it's like, Oh no. Um, so I think fantasy stories like that, which could be true, but most likely 
aren't true or like uh, uh, Final Destination, which is the reason I won't drive behind any big trucks with like logs <laughs> in them and shit um, <laughs> or anything else um, is um, it, that's one type of thing where you're just like you you get into the fantasy of it. Whereas seeing something that's uh, based on a true story, which is even within 20, 30 years of our lifetime or, or that we live through is is compelling, I think, because like a lot of these these um, when I was watching the, the Dahmer series, I'm just like, shit, you know, it's just like this. This stuff happened. And when you because you also see like the um, the documentary stuff where they show the actual footage and you're just like. I don't know. It just, it kind of blows your mind that like that happened, you know what I mean? In your, in your lifetime. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, that's why I just can't get into that sort of thing because it's just, it's so fresh and it's like these poor people have spent 30 years trying to behind them, like the, the victims, families and everything. And then it's like, boom, here's a, here's a hugely successful mini series. I mean, I mean, granted I'm not one of the victims families, but I just feel like it must be like so horrible for them to have to relive this. You, like you can't escape it. Everyone's talking about it. It's in the news. It's on social media and it just must be oh, yeah. so, uh, horrible to have to be reminded of that. Not that you need to be reminded of it. I mean, there, there was, is that, but, there is that side of it. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, that just bums which, me out. I guess that's why I have a hard time. I mean, it is, it is interesting. Like the story, like how people get that way and how those terrible things happen. But, but yeah, anyway. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. There's like a million different ways to spin it too. I mean, um, you know, this, um, this, um, this show is about, um, just the whole, the whole span of like from his life to his demise, whereas it's like the 2017 movie was taken from a different, I feel like there were liberties taken. It was more of a, a story. Like a lot of it probably didn't happen. Maybe it was like, um, uh, you know, they kind of glammed it up a little bit, um, where they just covered like one specific time in like this person's life, uh, type of thing. So, I mean, I think a lot of that stuff is, is, written and like fluffed up and you know probably a lot of it is made to be more interesting than it actually was so um but either way um um entertaining and horrifying content nonetheless <laughs> entertaining and horrifying so well the only thing horrifying here is that um when we last recorded our our last episode um felt great and then literally about 30 minutes after we started recording, I, I said, oh, I'm not feeling so hot. And here it is a week later and I still feel like crap. You could probably tell by the way I sound. Um, but yeah, just dealing with like it's it's not COVID. It's not the flu, um, but some sort of horrible virus has taken over and I've got basically barely any energy to do anything. Um, but I you figured since after a week of sitting around this house that maybe hey maybe i'll have enough energy to talk about deep purple for uh what may be a shorter episode and for all i know might be our longest episode ever uh you can never <laughs> tell <laughs> you can never tell with us folks no it's it's always a guessing game but um uh yeah the, as this episode comes out you'll be listening to this on hollow well maybe it will come out on halloween some of you will be listening to this on halloween so it'll set the ooh, the spooky tone for the day um and some of you will be listening to it after halloween and say um oh, i thought we were past that uh but here we are um on halloween and we we had kind of bounced around uh, a, f a few ideas um uh, about what we should do for a Halloween 
uh, Halloween show. We uh, we talked about maybe just doing a generic Halloween special. We talked about uh, something else, and then uh, we thought, "Scream! What's what's more spooky than screams?" <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna be listening to some spooky Ian Gillen's. Well, they're not spooky at all. Well, some of them are no. a little spooky. One, one I, of them, I, I think, is kind of spooky. The other, the I, others are I, just. I think he, I think the I think the idea for <laughs> for Hughesween was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, we had the idea for Hughesween, but then that, that was the end of the idea. That's <laughs> it's the just problem. A great, it was just a great name. We had nothing, no content to back it up. <laughs> exactly. Just a great title, and that's it. It's like a fielding father always pushing for Black Country Christmas. <laughs> Again, I don't know. Apart from reviewing one of the albums, I don't know quite what we would do, but it's a great idea, and sometimes great ideas have to be explored. Um, but hey, before we do get around to exploring that idea, uh, we have to uh, tell you, if you want to support the show, there's a few ways you can do it. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. You can hear our newest percussion instrument, the Vibraslap, or well, maybe you'll hear it, but John apparently won't hear it because uh, when we tried it last week, for some reason, it made no sound on your end, which is really nope. weird. Should we, Should we? well, I know this is unprecedented, but should we try it again this week to see if you can hear it? I mean, maybe, maybe the, uh, maybe the spooky spirits and specters will allow me to hear it on Halloween. <laughs> All right, specters and spirits. Let's see if John can hear the Vibraslap this week. <laughs> nope. Still nothing? What is going on? They All I have... see is you just going like this. So it must have changed something in in Zoom. It doesn't make any sense. And making this face like... Is he going to hear it? Waka waka, you hear that? I don't understand why you're not hearing it. Uh, But anyway, you can leave us a five-star review and get... And you will, at home, will be able to hear what John cannot hear anymore. I will hear when the episode comes out. But you could always hear the the, uh, flexitone before, right? Like you never had any problem hearing it? I can I can hear it better on the episode, like after it comes out during the episode, I can kind of hear like the like it, it's very faint. So I oh, think so. that these things kind of make a frequency that maybe does, the, the mic doesn't pick up. Or it, doesn't it might just it might just be going through like obviously my mic picks it up and you hear it perfectly on the episode uh, when it when it when it uh, comes out on the audio feed. But there's probably something in Zoom that says, nope, that's noise that. <laughs> you know, people probably don't want to be hearing in their Zoom meeting thinking we're doing like some sort of business presentation. Um, so who knows? Um, you can still buy merch at our Etsy store. You can become a patron on Patreon or PayPal for as little as $1 a month. That gets you access to our rating spreadsheet as well as uh, access, exclusive access to our patrons only Discord where you can uh, join in the merriment and fun and conversation that we're having on a regular basis about Deep Purple and other things, but mostly Deep Purple. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty focused to Deep Purple. Um, we probably stay more on topic in the Discord chat than we do um, uh, on the show. Mm. Um, and speaking of patrons, we'd like to thank our executive level patrons coming in at the $25 Uncommon Man tier. We have Ovis Nakfi and Purple Maniac. Uh, Purple Maniac, who's uh, recovering from, uh, from some property loss during the hurricane down in Florida. So sending out lots of warm thoughts to uh, Purple Maniac uh, and his family. Luckily, it sounds like uh, they're... You know, they could not be more positive about it um, from what they're saying in the discord um, uh, and just dealing with it. It's just it's it's unfortunate, but uh, thankfully they're safe. It doesn't sound yes. like they lost, uh, you know, apart from their property, you know, it seems like insurance is good to them and they haven't lost anything of uh, uh, that, that was irreplaceable. So that's that's the most important thing. 
Uh, coming in at the 10-pound tier, Dr. Jill Brees. At the Turn It Up to $11 tier, we have Clay Wambacher, Frank Teelgard Mortensen, Alan Ain't Too Proud to Beg, and Mikkel Steen. And at the $10 Someone Came tier, we have Ryan M., Jeff Bryce, Victor Campos, Better Call Saul Evans, Kev Roberts and his wonderful children, Matthew, Gareth, and Sarah. And one penny below at the $9.99 What's Going On Here tier, we have Mr. Richard Fusey. Thank you so much to all of our generous executive-level patrons. We really, really appreciate it. Um, you can also check out Deep Dive Podcast at deepdivepodcastnetwork.com, um, Deep Dive Podnet on Twitter, uh, and join all the wonderful shows. Um, there should be, you know, Sabbath Bloody Podcast. They get some Sabbath seances there that can uh, keep you uh, going during this. If you if you want more podcasting greatness uh, for Halloween, you can check out some of his old seance podcasts. You got Skinnered Reconsidered, Deep Purple Podcast, our show, obviously, T-Bones Prime Cuts, In the Lap of the Pods, The Magician's Podcast, Hawk Binge, Maiden A to Z, Diary of the Mad Men, Universally Speaking, um, Metal Gods podcast, the podcast will rock backtracks, Aerosmith revisited so far, so pod, so what, and the Tom Petty project. So thanks so much to all of you. Really appreciate it. We also have, so I guess it's part of the network, the, the, uh, backtracks, uh, movie, movie themes, um, sort of like, it's not really a band specific, but, uh, Scott Haskin was just on a recent episode of theirs, uh, reviewing mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the, the, the climactic song from the first karate kid movie. You're the best. Uh, so check it out <laughs> that that song is very inspirational it, it is it's it's a great one it. and um, i was trying to share a uh, video with him and uh, with you and him that i had done for work years ago where i used that song and did like a training sequence of myself um yeah. but i've been i've been kicked off of youtube for a week not the podcast but my personal one because of a video i uploaded like uh 10 years ago of my son uh, near a beer bottle. And I put like the caption was like, my son drinks a beer. And then in the description, I was like, but not really. So I don't even remember what it is. Cause when they, every so often they'll ban these super old videos of mine. I don't know if people for, file complaints or something, but it'll be like, um, it'll be like an old video of my kid and they'll, they'll deem it something like inappropriate for kids and they'll take it off of mm. YouTube. It's like the stupidest thing ever. So I'm actually in a one, uh, week ban for probably the, uh, you know, for underage drinking or something when it was just clearly like a baby and there was like a, I don't know if there was a beer bottle near him or whatever, because they just, tra- they just trashed these videos. You can't even, I don't even know what it is. It probably had like 32 views, 31 of which were me and my family looking at it. So, um, so yeah, when it gets back out, I'll shoot you guys a copy of that. Yes, please. <laughs> so you can see it, but um anyway um yeah we're gonna we're here to uh talk about these these songs um and uh yeah so uh i guess anything you want to say about like kind of the order of the songs or how they were how how you chose them or anything before we get into them well i mean um we were we were talking about halloween show ideas and um I was like, yeah, we should do a deep purple Halloween special. You're like, great. What's your idea? And I'm like, I have none. <laughs> it's the same as the Hughesween. So, so it's like, it's the same thing as Hughesween. Great, great title, great idea, but nothing to back it up. So we batted it around a few, few times and you actually came up with the idea. And this was one I felt like you texted me and it sounded like a throwaway to you. You're just like, 
uh, I don't know, top five Ian Gillen screams, screams, scary. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's a great idea because that actually um, could parlay into every year. It could be something different. The, the, the top spookiest Blackmore solo or John Lord composition. Yeah, or we could probably yeah. get a few, a few different uh, themes out of it. While the, top, the top 10 spookiest Tommy Bullen. <laughs> the spookiest ones he did. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, the top Richie pranks, you know, that, that hilarious oh. time he set somebody on fire. Oh. <laughs> he kicked in somebody's door with an ax. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Here's Richie. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We should do a Photoshop of his head coming through the door. Like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Roger Glover oh. as uh, just be like, ah! <laughs> But, um, oh, wow, this is, see, we're coming up with future ideas already. Yeah, we're coming up with better ideas than we came up with leading up to the episode. (laughs) No, but when you, when you sent this to me, I was like, I was like, this is a great idea because, um, it's, it does fit in with the theme, but I also think it's a, it's a great, uh, exercise. I like top whatever lists, um, on podcasts, um, uh, that are not necessarily songs. They could be um, moments or even things not related to the music. But um, I, I just started going through like, um, I, I'm sure that everybody over the years, every Deep Purple fan has their their favorite moments or uh, in, in a song where uh, Gillen does something um, vocally, which is usually a scream where you're like, wow. And um, so I just started thinking of those. And um, writing them down and time stamping them or everything, and um, I, I didn't really pour over it too much. I'm just, I'm just like, all right, let me just think of really quick what are the ones that that come to mind that have really stood out to me over the years. And it wasn't that difficult. And I'm, I was almost wondering, God, did I forget anything? But I, I know that at least, like, uh, I would say all of them are definitely. Um, on my top, although one, there was, it was like a close call. So I probably have an honorable mention, um, because I couldn't make up my mind and then I wound up going with the one that I went with. So, okay. Yeah. You'll have to, <clears throat> I might not have that one queued up, but you'll have to tell but us. In, after but in no particular was. order, I guess. So I think my, my original idea was that we would do it kind of like each of our top five lists, like going number five, number, and then my number five and your number four and my number four. Um, but what I've done is kind of alternate. So, so when 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 you sent me your list, I looked at you. So I know your list, and you don't know mine, uh, which is a little unfair. But unfortunately, I have all the audio files, so I have to. <laughs> I had to know your list. Um, uh, so it would have been cooler to surprise each other. Mm. That being said, uh, there was one big overlap that I had with your list. But, um, then I said, well, instead of doing that and saying, cause you know, maybe your number three is my number four, let's make sure we have 10 complete that are completely unique. Um, so, you know, so you'll, so we'll go one, we'll go basically 10 to one or whatever, whether they're in order or not. I don't think it really matters. Um, although I have one, I, I, I have an order in mind for mine. um, uh, and I don't know if you do for yours, but, uh, you know, these, these are just favorites of, of ours. And, uh, so this way you're not going to hear the same one. T- well, we might play the same one twice, but mm-hmm. you won't hear the same choice twice for a number. It'll just be, uh, back, back and forth between the two of us. So, um, 
So yeah, anything else okay. before we get started? There's one, uh, I don't know if we should talk about it now or if we should talk about it afterwards, but there's one caveat in that there's something that's not on this list that I think people are going to be really pissed off about. Uh, but I have a good explanation as to why it's not on the list. So okay. I don't know if we should, we should say that now or should say it afterwards. I mean, maybe, maybe say it afterwards. Yeah, Otherwise, well, yeah. like if you yeah, say it now, true. they'll be like, oh, it's not on. Turn it off. I'm not <laughs> interested. But I have a good reason. I have a good reason for why it's not on the list. Um, I hope I have a good reason. reason. <laughs> I hope that? I have a good reason. Well, well, we'll hear if you have a re- Well, you can afterwards, you can tell your reason for why it's not on. And then I will uh, tell you why I, why I think, why it's not on my list. And it's not because it's not something I don't love a lot. But I just don't think it's in the spirit of what I consider to be like a true Ian Gillen scream. Okay. So, all right. So should I kick it off? Yeah, you kick it off. All right. So, so this, this first one might surprise you. And this one comes actually out of a conversation that I had uh, with Adrian Hernandez, the the famous patron um, of the show. And we were talking about screams, I don't know, a few months back and uh, he had mentioned that um, I, I, I don't know if we were talking about it during the show or how it came up during the show about something about uh, episode six. And I let me pull up his exact quote. So um, he said, oh, it was when we did our child in time episode. There you go. Uh, so he said, you guys mentioned that you couldn't imagine how Ian Gill went from singing the way he did in episode six to screaming the way he did when he recorded in rock. Actually, if you listen to episode six album, Cornflakes and Crazy Foam, there's some singing there, which he sounds uh, which he sounds like he would when he joined Purple. Um, then he goes on to say a few other things. So um, I have uh, Cornflakes and Crazy Foam, and I honestly hadn't listened to it in a while. Um, so this is this uh, this compilation. It's got tons. I mean, it's 50 tracks, I think. Oof. Um, a lot of live stuff, rare stuff. Uh, it's, and the cover is Roger Glover, um, you know, like a paisley suit with his bass, like screaming like he's out of his mind. It's a great, absolutely awesome picture of Roger Glover. And Cornflakes, I'm assuming Crazy Froome is like British for silly string. Like we call it silly string here because that's what it looks like. He's, uh, but maybe I'm mis- mistaken. Uh, but, you know, I've, I've listened to it and I've had it more kind of on in the background and never really listened to it super critically. So when Adrian uh, sent me that message, I listened to it and I was like, wow, there are some amazing screams. So for the sake of making sure that we're representing a lot of different eras and everything, I think it, uh, I'm listing this as an important historic scream from Ian Gillen. This is. Um, when that brief period they were calling themselves the episode and the song has uh, been such a long way home where he really sounds mm. like he's going for this Elvis vibe, like a, on a lot of this stuff, he's like really got this Elvis vibe. This was recorded in August of 1968 live on BBC pop North. So, um, so here we go. I'll share this with you and we will listen to the episode. This is his scream at the end of the song. Not the probably the wow. first Gillen scream that most people would think of, but I thought it was notable. 
And he doesn't quite get that like vibrato you'd hear in his later ones. It's just a really straight scream. And it's it comes after this like like I said, this long, it's been a long way, boom, and a long way, boom. Oh, ho, ho. He's just doing all this like real Elvisy stuff. But then yeah. he hits the scream where you're like, whoa, what, what is going on here? Um, kind of makes me think of how uh, Hughes was in the early days where it was uh, a little raw before he got a little more soulful. Yeah. Yep. That's probably where he was at the time. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. So you're, um, your first pick here is, uh, well, I'm going to go in the order that you sent me. So do you want to announce it yourself? Yeah, I just have to pull up my, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my, I guess my list is more, um, without knowing your list, uh, it starts off more traditional. So I, sure. I start off with the first, um, the first scream that I heard from Gillen, which hooked me into deep purple, which was, um, which was in Speed King. All right, here we go. Yep, that means oof, pretty good ones. Still, still blows my mind to this day. And he's he, he, and he's he's like he's losing his mind on that one. I like oh, he's ah! <laughs> he's he's cackling. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the thing that really got me is, is that he wasn't just doing uh, a scream or a high vocal. He he was it, yeah, it was like he was the music behind him was kind of like sounded like it was spiraling out of control, and then he was just going higher and higher and then when he hit that high note he just started cackling and i'm like what the hell the first time i heard that i'm like what the hell is this but whatever it is it's awesome yep so um yeah really set the bar high early oh yeah that's a great one and i remember when we i mean that was one of our first episodes one of our early episodes where we covered that and i, th I think i might have been talking you were like hey shut up <laughs> shut up we're gonna listen to this scream because i was almost talked over the scream i never um, want to miss it <laughs> but yeah it's it, it is it is great and, and like we've talked about so many times can only just imagine what uh, what fans of the earlier deep purple were thinking when they heard this first new song coming from from the band um never mind if there were any fans of say like roger and uh ian who were saying oh we really like that that episode six stuff let's check out this new band these guys are working in and say holy <laughs> cow what, what is going on here well it certainly isn't how rod would have done it no oh Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> be like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> exactly. That's that's his version of that. Yeah, exactly. His, his, yeah. That's his version just going out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great stuff. Um, so for my next pick, I have um, Gillen, uh, the Gillen Band, uh, Mr. Universe, and this particular part at the end.
so this is Gillen like like almost out of control and, and I I mean mm. I love that song okay. and when we when we we did that episode who knows when that episode was looking up um uh I, I, the thing I love about that is every single one, I, and I believe every one before that, he's like, you know, can't understand, and he holds it, he holds it every time, but then he goes, Aah! and he brings it up <laughs> on these last ones where it's just, it's, and this is after we've heard this like long Bernie Torme solo, and it's just such a freaking weird song. Um, but it's so good though. It, I'm I'm kicking myself for not picking that one because that's a that's a great choice right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, oh, hey, I, 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 I won't be afraid to admit it. These are all great choices. Um, mm. uh, so, uh, uh, and would I have picked that had you not picked some other stuff? Maybe not. Uh, yeah. But in order to, to fill it out with some other material, I thought it was useful. But there's something about, you know, the fact that he, he I, 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 there's only a few of these where you'll where he's actually. Um, singing words like a lot of them he's just screaming and in this one he's actually he's actually say, screaming the words rather than just screaming and i mm -hmm. think that that's that's interesting um and then the other part is just where he's like at the end it's almost like he's like he's squeezing his own chest to get the last bits of air ah! <laughs> yeah just, yeah it's like he's at the he's at the end of his breath and he says he sounds really like raw and gravelly and it's um yeah it's really powerful he's doing everything that he can to just just get those last little gasps out but it's also just such a a major stylistic change from where where he was in the Ian Gillen band before that um where obviously there's some great screams as well but uh, but but in Gillen the screams are uh, are almost more I think it's that era well although when this album came come out like 79 or 78 something like that but in the when he gets the closer he gets to like uh, Black Sabbath territory is when he just is at his most absolutely like raw and aggressive uh sort of screaming voice but mm -hmm. um okay so what do you what what is your next pick speaking of which oh Spoilers. So my next um, my next pick is um, is Digital Bitch from Born Again. That's a good one. So I was I was joking around that it was hard for me not to pick all five from Born Again. <laughs> <laughs> because, because if anybody remembers our review in the recent past, um, I have remarked that his his voice on this was he probably screamed on this album more than any other album I've heard on, like per song. Like yeah. he was just going all out. I think he, I think he just got, I mean, I haven't read anything to the, to the effect, but I'm, I'm sure that it could be an interview somewhere is, is that when he got into Black Sabbath, when he joined Black Sabbath, he, 
I feel like he tailored how he was singing to the the type of music that they were playing and the and the band. And it's just like, okay, so now I'm in Sabbath, so I have to be more aggressive. I have to scream a lot, or I want to. And uh, as opposed to um, what what album did we um, did we do where he said that he he purposely didn't scream? Oh, um, remember we talked about that in an episode or two ago. Yeah. Oh, was it, um, was the battle rages on maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, he was making more of an effort not to. Yeah. Like he was consciously making those choices to do different types of singing. So I think that that's what this was, but that being the, the case, uh, I was, I was struggling between, uh, this one and another one, which I don't know, should I reveal? Is that the uh, the one that you were talking about? This the the uh, honorable mention you mentioned yeah. earlier. What's all that? right? Well, I will anyway. So honorable mention was Hotline. Okay, um, yeah, sure. Which overall is like I um, I I like that song better, but I like the scream on on Digital Bitch better. Yeah. Um, um, like I listened to the two of them back to back, and I'm like, ah, I got to give it to Digital Bitch because it's like I always loved it coming out of the solo and he was just like wailing away and it's just like awesome. I mean, not a lot of things on the album arguably sound great sonically, but his voice, Mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, the, uh, the only thing, the only complaint that would be made is not surprising is that it just, it, it's, it gets a little drowned out in the mix because the symbols are so trebly and everything else. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can only imagine. Oh man, I would love to hear the isolated Gillen vocal tracks on "Born Again." Can you imagine? Um, Oof. But yeah, that's a great. I mean, and that is a good album for the season too. A good spooky album. It's got a spooky album cover. It's got all this um, spooky imagery on it, uh, and uh, yeah, a lot of just off, uh, unsettling sort of music um, on the album. That just with with his screaming and everything. It's just very. Um, it's a very dark album. Uh, yes, agreed. But yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great pick. Um, so I think for my next pick, um, let's see if I can open this up here. Um, so here we go. This is from Jesus Christ Superstar. His scream in the temple. So again, he's singing words. He's actually singing words. And, uh, you you know, this is just um, absolutely pissed off Jesus screaming in anger. Um, Yeah. And it just comes along. It comes across super well. Uh, To me, it's it's one of the more kind of striking moments in the uh, in the album because you've got this whole like. You can't see it when you're listening to the album, but the story of it is, you know, there's all of these people talking about, like, check out the temple, all this, all this uh, nefarious stuff going on, and but they're, you know, the uh, at, at the temple, 
and he comes in and sees it and doesn't like what he sees. And it's just building to this crescendo and then it ends with him just trashing the the temple and, and making that scream. And it, I think it really captures the, um, well, probably not the right guy to say whether it captures the, the biblical story correctly or not, but um, we have to have well, Paul back on for that one. <laughs> well, I would say it, it, it captures what you would think a pissed off Jesus would sound like. <laughs> That is true. Yes. <laughs> if he if he could sing um, in that that many octaves, yeah. So, yeah, uh, that's that's uh, that's a good one. Uh, that's a lot, a lot of good a lot of good vocals on that album. But uh, he definitely set the bar um, for that whole musical with the way he sang on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so we're gonna take a little break here uh, to thank our next level our core level patrons um so coming in at the seven dollar 77 cent keep it warm rat tier we have michael vader at the six dollar 99 cent new nice price tier we have fielding fowler at the episode six dollar 66 cent tier steve coldwell arthur smith and anton glaving at the six dollar 65 cent almost evil tier kenny wymore at the five dollar 99 cent the nice price tier robert smith Peter from Illinois, Michael Bagford, and Carl Helberg. And at the $5 Moneylender tier, John Convery, German Heindel, Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Elman, Alexi the Perfect Stranger Slepikoff, James North, Mark Hodgetts, Will Porter, Zwapper the Electric Alchemist, Percival Frequency, and Scott Zerns. Thank you so much to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple Podcast. Okay. Top 10 Ian Gillen screams. We're through half of them already. Can you believe it? We might get our shorter episode after all. The, what a journey. The long fabled shorter episode. It's much like <laughs> the great pumpkin. Does it really exist? Uh, um, all right. So our next. Ooh, I got to watch that. The great pumpkin. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm talking to my kids and I'm like, hey, we could watch this thing. We could watch this thing. And. They're all like, we want to watch that on Halloween. I'm like, you know, on Halloween is when typically people go trick or treating, right? Like, when are we going to watch all of these Halloween movies? But they don't want to watch The Great Pumpkin till it's Halloween and a few other mm -hmm. ones, too. So they want to watch Christmas movies in July, but Halloween movies, they want to save them all for Halloween day itself. That's 100 percent unacceptable. Yes. I will. I will. Uh, I will tolerate Christmas music the earliest, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's, that's usually it. when we, we started up. Anything before that, and I'll be as pissed off as Jesus was in that last <laughs> song. Okay? John goes into uh, goes into CVS and hears it. <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> well, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I would, you know what? Hey, uh, maybe I'll, I'll watch... Uh, I'll watch uh, the Great Pumpkin tonight. My well, are my your, kids, my kids aren't here right now, so I'll I'll watch the Great Pumpkin tonight by myself. Are your kids planning on going trick or treating? They are. That's the thing. Like they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna go trick or treating. It's gonna be great. And I'm like, but we're also gonna watch the Great Pumpkin. I was like, yeah, it's a school day too. It's not like you're gonna watch it in the afternoon or or morning or whatever. So yeah. I don't I don't know. They have these set ideas in their heads of how they want things to to happen, and they probably well, get that from me. Well, another classic is Garfield's Halloween Adventure. And that's funny because we have seen that one already. We watched that one the other night. Nice. Uh, but it's a little, that, that guy in the chair is a little freaking scary. Yeah. Like, he, like 
he's there's something about that guy that's really creepy kind of scares yeah, me <laughs> yeah to this day that creeps me like there is nothing creepier than a classic animation yeah that's creepy like i mean if you ever watch like that like some of the some of the original uh like the older disney movies like not this mm. new animation i'm not crying uh, before everybody gets all upset i'm not crapping <laughs> all over new animation or anything yeah i'm sure that John, our listeners are you just know, like Johnny oh, hates new animation <laughs> here he goes again our new, and all of our listeners are all woke they're just like yeah you don't like the new um <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, I mean, I think it's good, but you can't like, you, you can't beat those kind of hand drawn, hand painted oh, yeah. old school, um, scene by scene, like the, the old Disney ones, even the, the eighties ones. Like, I mean, the Garfield one, I mean, that was, you could tell that uh, the way that they, they animated that guy, I mean it, and the, uh, when the, the things come out of the the pirate chest, the ghosts, and they like, they yeah. hover over Garfield and everything. I mean, to this day, I'm just like, shit, that's scary. <laughs> John's at home hiding behind his couch, <laughs> <laughs> peeking up. Just, ah. <laughs> in, my, in my 40s, the same as when I was like 10. <laughs> Tell me when this part's over. There's help. nobody else here, John. M- Mr. Bill, help. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you know, you know that I'm, uh, you know, I'm desperate when I'm calling for Mr. Bill's help. <laughs> any, it's it is Halloween. Any Mr. Recent Mr. Bill stories? Well, I, I think about, I did text this to you the what other about day. For but our listeners who are who maybe are newer listeners who haven't gone through our back catalog, or people who may have forgotten what's the what's the significance of Mr. Bill? Because because not everyone's in a, a text thread with us where we talk about it probably like three or four times a day. <laughs> So, so I live in a, um, I live in a a condo complex and, um, one of my neighbors, um, I saw her walking outside. Uh, this, the first time I saw her walking outside, I'm sitting in my kitchen window and there's a kind of a walking path outside. I'm on the second floor and she's walking by and, um, I, first of all, she doesn't have all her marbles. Let's just clarify that so she's, she's just kind of walking short around. of a hungry hungry hippo set yeah so she looks like she's in a daze she's wearing like a white sundress or something and she's like in one hand she's carrying a mr bill doll and i'm just like the fuck is going on out here <laughs> it's so a, it's a weird thing to have this day and age too because mr bill is well past his peak of popularity which was probably well, like the late 70s or early 80s I mean, I'm going to guess like she's probably like early 30s um, to be to be completely serious. I think she has some um, like a, a disability or something, but she's um, she lives she's um, she can live on her own. Yeah. And because I think like her her mom or somebody comes and checks in on her. So she's really live by on herself. your own, though, if you have a Mr. Bill doll with you. <laughs> but um. <laughs> But anyways, outside this window behind me in this room is I can see out the front walk and that's where the mailboxes are. And I hear I can hear the front door open all the time. And sometimes I'm sitting on the couch. I look out there and she is out there like if the mailman comes out, it's just like, boom, she is there. (laughs) It is just like she hears like the key turning and like the mailbox thing. All of a sudden I hear the door slam upstairs and then. You know, her running downstairs and there she is with the fucking Mr. Bill doll just harassing the mailman. Does she have um, the Mr. Bill doll on her like frequently, like still? Yes. 
Really? Well, I, I don't think when she goes out certain times, I think when she's coming out of her, her apartment to like be around here, but if she's going somewhere, I don't know if she, she has it, but I came out to check the mail or go to my car for something the other day. And she walked by and she's like, I like your outfit. And I'm like, thanks. I was literally wearing my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was mocking you. <laughs> nice outfit. <laughs> just, but I mean, I'll, I'll just be like, I'll pull up and she'll be sitting on the, the, the curb or the, uh, what do you call the, those things? The, the railroad ties that are, you know, around the landscaping. And I'll yep. be like, and, and my spot is like right by the front door. And I'm like, oh God, I don't want to talk to this lady. <laughs> so I got out of the car and she's just like, hi. I'm like, hey. How's your day? I'm like, good. You know what I mean? It's just like that really awkward, like, I don't know what's going to come out of her face, you know? Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, um, and I'm just like, yeah, well, have a nice day. Okay. Yeah, you too. Um, and then I run away. <laughs> um, but I wish that it was, um, I wish it was more interesting, but yeah, she, that was my last encounter was that she complimented me on my, my on pajama p- pants, basically. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I, I left the house with my, the other day when I was just feeling so terrible and I went to the urgent care. I went in my pajamas. I'm like, I don't even freaking care anymore. I put up, I had. I put on my my uh, sandals <laughs> over my socks, and I had my pajamas on, and I was just Oof. like, and I put on a I put on a hoodie, so I was wearing a hoodie and like pajama pants and sandals. I was just, I was like, well, I'm sure they've seen a lot worse at the urgent care, you, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I I can't be bothered to go and like put on jeans and fake it. Uh, if I had to go right now, I'd probably, well, I'd probably just, yeah, I'd, I'd wear like jogging pants instead of pajamas. It wouldn't be much of an upgrade. Well, I'm, I'm sure that they're not used to seeing people walk in there in like tuxedos and ball gowns. So, I mean, I'm sure you're sure you're good. Um, I got to make sure everything is just right. Well, I, go to, <laughs> but I did. I did tell them that um, when, I, when I called to go back for the second time because I wasn't making any progress and the doctor, the, the lady was she was very nice who answered the phone. And I'm calling her on October. What was this? Uh, October 7th. I'm saying, hey, uh, yeah, I, I, I need to see my doctor uh, instead of going to the urgent care because it wasn't at night. I was like, I'll go see my doctor, doctor. I was like, you know, I've got this flu symptoms. I'm not really getting any better. And she says, oh, OK, great. Um, yeah, we can get you in. Our next appointment is October 20th. <laughs> what the? I, was like, I was like, that is two weeks from now. I, I can uh, either I will be dead or I will be feeling better and I will not need a doctor. And I was like, like, thanks. But by the time I get my appointment, I'll be deceased. So thanks anyway. I said, you know what? With all due respect, I will, I will not take that appointment and I will go to back to the urgent care. Then She's like, Oh, are you sure? I'm like, what what, are you listening to what I'm saying? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Um, All right. So, Back to, back to our list. Back to the Ian Gillen screams after we take that patron and nonsense break. Um, John, what is your next scream on the list here? So I, I feel like this one is the surprise, the surprise pick of the day. So surprise it's uh, Gillen's Gillen's scream at the uh, kind of the end of uh, Mad Dog. All right, here we go. That's a good one, an, un, an underlooked one, a little underdog selection there. 
Well, I remember thinking when I got um, this album or when I heard it at, at the time, I was already enough of a purple fan that I'm like, okay, this is far removed from the early stuff. This is like reunion post reunion. And, um, they've been back at it after getting reunited. And it's like, that scream was like, yep, he's still got it. Yeah. And I, and I think at this point his scream was a lot cleaner. Like it had cleaned up a little bit since like the, you know, the whole thing when he was in Black Sabbath, right? He had, didn't he, he had taken a break from Gillen because he had like some vocal nodes or something like that. And mm-hmm. his voice, you could tell his voice is much more raw on, on Born Again. And and then it, it seems like by the mid to later 80s, like this is what, 87? Mm-hmm. You're hearing like a cleaner scream from him again. Like it sounds more like the scream you would have heard. That reminds me of the scream like Highway Star, you know? Yeah. Like it's very just... It's just a clean, straight scream, but it would have been, what, 15 years later. Um, so it's pretty amazing that he still had it that strong in 87. Well, I mean, almost um, almost really the uh, a very similar thing to uh, how the, the solo um, in Speed King ended. And there was kind of that moment where he, he just kind of went into this, to this scream right before they went back to the... Uh, to the chorus or in the in speed King's case, the verse, and he just went up and up. And I mean, he didn't do the crazy cackle, but I mean, he hit, he hit that high note and it was, um, it was a great thing to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good pick and a pick that I don't think will be on many people's lists. Maybe it will be now that they've, uh, that, that you've, uh, opened their eyes to the genius of, of the scream on that song but we get a lot of mad dogs getting a lot of play on this on this yeah podcast. lately i know <laughs> right i mean uh, who who knew right this kind of like deep track from house of blue light and we've talked about it like a half a dozen times already yeah, this year it's like, popped up on all these different episodes very strange <laughs> well this was just a little snippet this was an insane computer robot john lord yeah. solo we talked to our um, most our most silly uh computerized john lord solos we'll be sure to Tackle Mad Dog again. Clip from a different part of the song. <laughs> Our top five most insane robot style John Lord songs. Number one, Mad Dog. Who would have guessed it? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody that's been paying attention to our show. Um, okay, so my next pick is off of Clear Air Turbulence. Um, maybe not the pick that everyone would be thinking of first, but this one comes from Over the Hill. It's one of my, and this is probably my favorite scream moment of the, of the, uh, uh, of the mm-hmm. album. That one, that one gives me, that one literally gives me goosebumps. Ooh, that was, that was a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that sounds, it sounds like it could be off of Jesus Christ Superstar the way he delivers that. But to really, me, yeah. that's like one of those defining moments of this album where you've got this really, this like, this like really frantic music and, and what Gillen does, I think he's so disciplined in how he used to employ these screams like to to really 
like set a dramatic tone in a song to reach this crescendo to, to w- release energy release tension whatever it is he always puts them at the perfect moments it's it could be viewed when you're listening to him do these that oh he's just showing off what he can do vocally but i never get that sense with him that i would with other vocalists or musicians like it's mm. always seems like perfectly placed and in this one he does this traditional Gillen thing where he starts off a scream he does this belts out this big scream and you think wow that was a really high really crazy powerful scream but then he'll give you a few bars rest and then he kicks it up to the next level so that's what he does here and then he takes it up to the next level and it's when you think there's nowhere left to go when he's hit the ceiling he just keeps going and it's it's uh, man it's 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 there. I could have picked five other screams from this album that are amazing, but this one to me is is the defining scream on Clearer Turbulence. It's not my mm-hmm. number one song on the album. It's not, but it's it's one of my number one moments for sure. Yeah, it's great. I uh, I forgot about that. Um, I forgot about that scream. So um, it was pretty awesome. I love that one too. So it's um. But you also love this album more than I do. You've listened to it way more than I have. So, of course, it would hop to your mind first. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, um, yeah, it's it's an album that, you know, it's one, it's one of my church cleaning albums. Um, we should do the, we should have the church cleaning bonus because uh, it's, uh, you know, we've done a couple of them. This this is one of my big church cleaning albums. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them weren't, weren't um Deep Purple related. Uh, so the first three Lenny Kravitz albums, <laughs> this this one, uh, yeah. Sheer Kazoo, like th- those were my my church cleaning albums. There's a few others. If it popped in my head, I'd think of them. But um, yeah, it's a it's it's a it's an absolute classic scream. Go check out that song. Check out that album. Check out our episode. That one I know is episode fifty six. We did uh, Clear Air Turbulence, so you have to check that one out. Um. Okay, John's next pick. Take it away. Jesus returns. Oh, he's back. He always comes back. (laughs) He always comes back in Gethsemane. All right. Thank you. 
I just I couldn't cut it off after that first scream. I had yeah. to let, <laughs> I had to let it play. Uh, uh, like I I even I even toyed with the part like toyed with like maybe John can pick the first scream and I'll pick the second one. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like the whole thing. That, uh, speaking of goosebumps, that one just gives me goosebumps because you've got like like Gillen pissed off Jesus and the <clears throat> the first one we heard. And then you have this is really his last like moment like this on the album early on in the second act, and mm-hmm. uh, this is more self anguished than pissed off, although sort of pissed off. Uh, but man, just and of course sets the the tone for the next fifty plus years of people trying to recapture that and never quite being able to. Nope. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, this was, I think, um, up there with one of the influential screams. Uh, Not that, um, I mean, I didn't put it in there for historical significance, but kind of, uh, because it was definitely one of the the earliest things that I had heard him on when I was still discovering Deep Purple and um, um, and, and him, of course. And uh, that... I think is a def- like definitely the defining moment in uh, in that musical because that's you heard him pissed and now you hear him in in anguish, um, or he's pissed or in anguish or just whatever that emotion is. Uh, he's he's the one that gave the character of Jesus that voice for decades to come. So, um, and that was that was just like that whole section um, with his vocals are just. Um, yeah, they they still blow me away. Yeah, and and again, he's kind of he's kind of singing. He's singing words, but then he's also just singing screams at the same time. It's just man, it's it, it's it's both. It's it's an amazing technical feat that able being able to pull that off, but also just having the emotion. Like it'd be it would be easy for some opera singer or some trained singer to come in and hit those notes but it's not about the notes it's about the the passion and the feeling he's be able to convey in those notes right. and that's why that's why nobody's ever been able to duplicate it you know you had uh Steve Morse recently saying uh, in that really really nice letter he wrote about Simon taking over for him in the band um uh some something to the effect of like you know I'm you know I'm going to leave uh, I'm gonna leave him the uh, the the little lockbox that Richie has of how you play the the opening riff to smoke on the water is like maybe he'll have better luck opening it than I have. I've never quite seemed to be able to figure out how to open it. Something like that. He did it much better than I did. <laughs> but um, it, it was one of those things that yeah, like yeah, you can Steve Morse can play any note that Richie Blackmore can play, but he he even someone of his technical ability can struggle with the simplest little thing of how do you get that exact same feeling on something else? And the answer is you just don't like the same way that Richie Blackmore wouldn't be able to get copy the same feeling that he has on some of his solos, even if he hit the same notes, it's just, there's certain things that give you that signature and that signature sound. And, uh, when you're at that level, you have it. And this is why something like this is why Gillen is probably for my money, the best rock singer that there has ever been and ever will be. I don't, I don't disagree. Um, and this, if, uh, we're not necessarily ranking them, but this would be my number one pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. Uh, all right. So speaking of which, um, 
my next pick, which would be my number two, I think, um, is is not going to be. This is this is my mad dog. <laughs> this is not something that's going to make most lists. Um, this is Ian Gillen uh, from the Cher Kazoo album "Driving Me Wild," take three. So, um, pretty short mm. one, but for me, there's something about that that's always, and again, this is one of my church cleaning <laughs> songs. I can just remember being in that, If speaking of spooky, being cleaning a church by yourself at night with nobody else there um, uh, is, pretty, is a pretty good test of... Uh, how much you can tolerate and I don't believe in spooks or specters or ghosts <laughs> but um, you know I ain't afraid of no ghost but it was sometimes I was afraid of that church you know you being in the <laughs> whether it was like down this one to me always makes me think of being down in the boiler room in the basement this is just big dank boiler room where you can hear like the bloop bloop of some like leak in the distance and like just oh. just very, very spooky, uh, spooky being there. And then also just, just walking through the sanctuary, you know, walking past all the pews thinking, well, maybe some monster's going to jump out at me or something. Um, but in the church, in the church, <laughs> a monster, <laughs> a church monster. <laughs> I mean, it, I just, I think it's so funny because I can, I can relate. It, it's like a, an empty church is just like so freaking creepy. I don't know why. Right, because it should be like right. You should feel like if if you believe in that sort of stuff, maybe that maybe that's the problem. But if you believe in that sort of stuff, you should be like, well, what could hurt? What could harm me here? Well, probably because I watched too many horror movies. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but it's it's scary, and it I it, I think it's just the size of the rooms and the 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 way that they reverberate. And I didn't mm -hmm. often do it at night, but sometimes I did, and it was it was pretty spooky. But they also had a, a Steinway piano from the 1800s, so I could also go there and play that piano in the empty sanctuary. And it was like that was a pretty amazing. Thing to be able mm. to do. I, they later cool. sold it for something like a hundred thousand dollars or something. It's crazy, wow. um, but it, I mean, it was really nice to be able to just to, to, to be there and it, you know also get, gave you some time to think. But if I didn't have my, I mean, that's why I had my Walkman on the whole time. If if I didn't have that with my my tapes, I can only imagine how terrifying the silence would have been. So I would just be <laughs> cranking up this or Kravitz or whatever, just listening to whatever I could. And when it was time to flip that tape over, it was like, <laughs> you know, like the fastest draw in the West. I need to hear anything right now. Yeah, exactly. The second that it, the music stopped, I wasn't fast forwarding it. I was like flipping it over. I'll start halfway through the first song on the next side. I don't care. I don't, I just don't want any silence. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, this to me is just a, a it's it's brief again he's singing words but it, it's it's very very powerful to me and it was also you know this would have been uh probably what when i got this album this would have been later and it, so i i i'd been listening to purple and stuff for a while but it harkened back to that jesus christ superstar sound of the way he was he was throwing mm. that like that scream to me sounds like it could be right off of jesus christ superstar okay 
Yeah, no, I can see a, I can see a pattern in some of them, like the one from uh, um, Clear Air Turbulence sounded very um, like a musical as well, very Jesus Christ Superstar. So I can, and and the fact that you've picked some, your picks have had, uh, like you said, they've, they've um, he's been singing words. It, mine have just been sounds. <laughs> have Pretty all of much. yours been that way? Let's see. Um, I'm going through them. Yeah, I think all of yours have been that way. That's kind of yeah. a weird coincidence. So maybe that's like what striking strikes you more is that is that aspect of it. When for me, it's more of like the how does that how do the word like can you tie in words to that? Even though I've had some that aren't words, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so what's your final pick and the final pick of the episode? So I would say that this is probably. I'm going to guess it's probably going to be my my top one. Um, Strange Kind of Woman off Made in Japan. Yeah, that is a really good pick. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean that was that was right up there with there's probably there's probably two vocal performances that that hit me like that. There's that one and there's um and it's not a scream, but it's definitely vocally impressive. Um Paul Stanley in uh MTV Unplugged, Kisses MTV Unplugged, I think it was ninety-six, when he was he uh he held a note like that in the end of um, I Still Love You, which was probably like like not only my favorite Paul moment, but probably along with this, probably two of my top like vocal moments. Um, but this for the for that reason, it hits me because like you're talking about the words and I think that the the scream and this one just comes from emotion after the song um, or during that break, because first of all, not only does he just hold that note like for a uh, insanely long amount of time, yeah, and you're just like, holy shit! But then <laughs> he 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 antes up and he goes higher, and then he does kind of that Mister Universe thing. Where he goes ah, ah, ah yeah, which you could tell even back then he was kind of doing that a little bit. Um, so um, it's it's kind of funny how we how we. Uh, when we're hearing just these, these moments of him just doing these vocal uh, screams or just going into the stratosphere, we're like, Oh, that kind of sounds like this song or when he did it in this and everything. But I mean, of course he's Ian Gillen, of course, he's going to do the same. He's going to do very similar things, but um, I think it just shows you that that comes from a place of uh, emotion, talent. Um, um, It's not just, it's not just quote unquote screaming, right. um, which to anybody else could just sound like, oh, it's, it's noise. It's right, not noise. Right. It's uh, it's impressive. And, and that scream in particular is always just like one of those that, that always gave me chills still does. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it's an amazing vocal feat. And like you said, he, he belts that thing out, holds it for like, seems impossibly long and then just takes a breath and does it again. And, and actually I never realized until this time, but it, it reminds me of the one I picked from over the hill where he, he, he does it a second time and then brings it, ah! he brings it up that one mm-hmm. extra level and does a little bit of like, uh, like a vibrato on it. Um, which is just amazing. And, and, you know, obviously the, thing we haven't even mentioned is that this is just being done live this is you know there was no and for, from from all accounts there's no studio trickery used on made in japan other than just mixing and eq and stuff um i mean so, i i don't doubt it um no i, I mean, mean they, I, they're strong enough that it's not yeah, surprising I'm, i'd be hard-pressed to believe that there was any uh any studio trickery in in this particular album uh, especially the the vocals. Hey, can, can you come back in the studio and uh, do this scream? Like you, you could tell that. that I don't had think Gillen would do it. He'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, he didn't seem like. I'm I don't. Busy. See, yeah, he doesn't seem like he'd be. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> 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 that would be great. <laughs> you come back in and re-record the scream. Nah, I'm busy. Just no other explanation. Doing what? Don't don't worry about it. <laughs> hey Richie, you flubbed a note in the guitar solo. Can you come and do it again? No. <laughs> no, I got. Oh, I got are you stuff bu- to do. are you busy too? No. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even lie. He's like, no, I just don't feel. I already I played that guitar solo. Why would I want to play it again? I'm gonna play <laughs> a different refuse. guitar solo. Um, but, but yeah, it's definitely, um, and, and I mean, I don't think in any of the, um, the live, uh, shows that I've heard from that era, I don't think that I've heard him do that, um, again. Yeah. I don't know if that was, yes, I, I'm, I am definitely the last, I'm sure we're going to have a million comments, uh, on social I mean, I'm media sure he has done it again. I'm not saying he hasn't done it yeah. again. It's just, I, I haven't heard. I don't like, know if I didn't he was think doing it. Like in that, a sh- in that a era on the tour. It you know. could be. I don't. I'm so. I'm. I'm not like a. Uh, that's probably like my area of least knowledge is like like the specifics of their live performances. But I, you oh, know, yeah. I like. I know people like Purple Maniac know like every every show. Like oh, the the show he he probably yeah. rattle off twelve shows where he did the same thing. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that was like a thing he brought back every so often or if it was a thing he was doing every time. Um, but um, and, and well, you know, I'm, try, I'm trying to think like are. You know, I've also heard the three, you know, the three individual shows of Made mm-hmm. in Japan, and I can't oh, remember, I can't even if, remember. It's you know, from while. one to the next. Like, I wasn't paying close enough attention to know, and it's been a long time since I listened to all three of them back to back. Yeah, me too. Because it, it's it's weird listening to all three of them because you're like, if you know Made in Japan and then you listen to all three of those in a row, you're like, oh, I'm listening to Made in Japan. Oh, now I'm listening to something a little different. Oh, I'm listening to Made in Japan again. Oh, it's something a little, you know, it's like you're going back and forth. It's such a weird experience. Um, uh, just hearing, you know, you can hear where they link up and then you can hear where you're hearing something that's a, from another performance. But uh, well, <clears throat> well, this is the official um the official released album. So this is the, this is the standard uh, that we're going by. I'll have to go, go back and listen to that. I think that was the, I think that was part of the August 16th show. If my memory serves, but I'll have to look back um, and maybe see if I can listen to the other two. Um, I'll be, give me something to do tonight as I, uh, um, as I wind down from a busy day of doing nothing uh, (laughs) to get to sleep. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I think this, this is pretty awesome. Um, I'd love to hear from our listeners too, to see what things, uh, that they, 
uh, think that we should have left out. So I guess we get to our uh, our caveat now. There's a song that we did not play that neither of us picked that I think people are going to be mad that we didn't pick. Can you think of what it is? Uh, no. Child in Time. Oh, well... John's making a face like I just mentioned a Nirvana song. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's obvious, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, I, I, you know what? I think it's just it's too obvious because I thought of that. I thought of that yeah. at first, but it's really True. it's it's. But you know what, though? It's good. Obviously, it's classic. It's iconic. It's not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, the song is my favorite. I love the vocal performance. There's no denying it. It's in my, my top Deep Purple songs, but it's not in my top favorite screams because it's um, probably because like I was picking moments as opposed to the the the, the scream in there as part of the melody of the um, of the uh, the the chorus. That, if you that, call it that you just hit on exact because I was thinking about it and. I was thinking, why? Why is? Why did neither of us pick this? And 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 you just came to this exact conclusion that I did, which is I don't really consider it. It's obviously a scream, and it's incredible, and we love that. We did a whole friggin' two-hour episode on just that song. Um, love that song, uh, but yeah, I I don't consider it a scream in the same, uh, in the same. Uh, spirit of these screams it's like you said it's composed it's part of the song he does right. it the same every time essentially um and whereas these other ones even though they are a lot of these are are set in stone on on studio albums they have a, an impromptu feel about them an uncomposed feel uh which to me it would be like to me it would be like saying your favorite richie guitar solo is the uh you know, the, the composed part of highway star, you know what I mean? Like it's amazing and everyone loves it and you, you know, it's, it's, it's great, but it's one of the only things he plays the same every single time. And when I'm looking at a Richie solo, I'm looking at that improvisational, uh, part to it. And it's the same thing with these. They sound like spur of the moment in the studio. He might've done a couple takes on some of them, but I, I think for the most part, these were just off the cuff, how he was feeling in the moment. And that's, that's, what I went with with the ones that I picked. Right. I mean, they're, they're obviously parts of the song, but I feel like they're moments as opposed to being a part of the fabric of the song, which um, his performance in Child in Time is. Um, so it was, um, it, it would kind of be like, um, all right, like maybe his, his scream at the end of Child in Time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that could have been one. Although, I mean... Uh, if we did like a top 10 list, then maybe that would have gotten in there. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's why that that wasn't, uh, that wasn't on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think this, this list stands pretty well in, in, in the order that we did it with strange kind of woman live being the top scream, but we didn't really kind of intend it that way. It was, it was really, we're, we're going to, we're going to call it the episode top 10 Ian Gillen screams because it would be too cumbersome to be like 10 Ian Gillen screams. We really like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have the same mojo to it, but no, this stuff is hard to classify. And, and these are just our, these are our favorites. And I, th I think it's, a pr I'm pretty happy with the list. I think it would make a good playlist. 
to listen to all these songs back to back if you want to hear Actually, get a yeah. really good take of Ian Gillen over the years. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe you put together a uh, Spotify Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, uh, you put together a Spotify list and just drop it in the uh, the old socials. Yeah. I think I, I think the episode six one is probably not on there, but everything else should be. I, I would think. I'll have to look through it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. Yeah, maybe I'll I'll drop it in the socials. It would be the top nine list. <laughs> the top nine minus minus the one that you can only get on Nate's CD. Yeah, Nate's this CD. This is one of those ones. I think we talked about it years ago, where it's like this. This is one of the ones that came out back in the day. That's like it sells for like a hundred bucks now. Like I've got yeah. like a bunch of them back there that are they, they sell for like on eBay even 60, 70, 80, 90 bucks because they were, you know, they just ma- made these one off releases. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's not it's not enough for me to sell them, but um, it's it's pretty cool that they've gone up in value oh, yeah. like that. Maybe one day if I'm desperate. I'll start. Hey, man, lots of cornflakes and crazy foam. <laughs> That sounds like you're selling something illegal. Exactly. It's just like, no, no, my parents will kill me if I get, they say it's a gateway. <laughs> it's, it's a slippery a gateway slope. To, it's a slippery slope to Deep Purple, Mark Two. You listen to Cornflakes and Crazy Foam, next thing you're binging out on uh, Connoisseur Collection to play me out. I mean, what's next? <laughs> where does it end? All right. Well, I'll tell you where it ends. It ends with doing something, which is to thank our foundation level patrons, something we do every week, something that we take very seriously. And we love our foundation level patrons as we love all of our patrons. Um, So coming in at the three dollar and thirty three cent halfway to evil tier, we have Raf Calf, Spike the Rock Cat and Spike's mom. Uh, at the $3 Nobody's Perfect tier, we have Peter Gardeau, Ian DeRosier, Mark Roback, Duncan Leesk, Stuart McCord, Flight of the Rat Bat Blue Light, Ivan Field Boo. Runar Siemenson. JJ Stenard and Ruinous Inadequacies. And at the $1 made-up name tier, we have the Screams of Uncalked Seams, Leaky Mausoleum, Stephen Somerville, the Concerto 1999 Fanatic, Hank the Tank, Private Eyes, Ashen Lionel, Blackmore Tights, and John Maselli. Let's get one thing straight. You are slime. Unfortunately, your family's slime. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, uh, Tony. Tony Maselli. What, can, what are you going to do? Um, I was um, I was driving. Uh, I can't remember where I was driving. It was somewhere locally. And there was a um, I, I wanted I I couldn't take a picture of it because I was driving. Maybe I should have pulled over, but it said something like Maselli for city council. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take a picture of it, send it to you. But I was like, all I could think of was just like, Hey, Oh, vote for me. <laughs> they got great. They got great. Hey, vote for me. I like to think, keep things clean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cleaning up the streets better than the kitchen in the Bauer household. The <laughs> I'm, I'm cleaning up the city. <laughs> with the mop this the guy, the guy could probably have horrible policies but you still vote for him because it's like Maselli I was like oh my god he wants to uh, 
he wants to kill all children. But hey, it was, it was a great show. Just a picture of him with a friggin' like holding a dustbuster, like <laughs> thumb, thumb up, dustbuster in this hand, a cleaning rag, some shit. His first lady is dressed like a French maid. <laughs> First lady. <laughs> you can get a first lady when you're like city council. There's <laughs> like, like know. 14 people on the, the each of them. He's like the 11th lady or something. I don't know. The senator's wife. I don't know. Whatever you call him. <laughs> Was it a senator or like city council or? I, I can't remember. Then if I see it again, I will stop and take a picture. Yeah, do of some it. candidate research. We need to know. Said, you know, Maselli for. I don't know, something or other, but it was, it was on one of those, it was in somebody's lawn or on a billboard, something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fun episode. <sighs> fun getting into the, those Ian Gillen screams and uh, yeah, a little got, Halloween talk too. We got a whole year to, to, to think of uh, our, a Halloween theme for next year. Of course, this will be the, this might be the only time we ever have a episode that lands directly on Halloween though. That's, that's, uh, that's special. Yeah, that's true. That um yeah, that kind of makes me uh it's kind of makes me depressed that we didn't put more time into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh well. No, it's still good. It was still good. I good. I had a good time. Well, I think uh, the always thing, loved hearing uh, Gillen belt it out. I think the thing we talked about too is like uh there's so many metal or hard rock bands where you could come up with all these like, you know, if this was an Aussie podcast or a Black Sabbath podcast or there's all of these like creepy themes, but Deep Purple is not like that kind of band. Mm-hmm. They have a few a few things we 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 batted around that we could talk about or reference, but for the most part, they're a hard rock band that doesn't really deal too much in those themes. So um, I'm sure we'll hear from our listeners about oh, oh you could have done this, you could have done that, and maybe they will inadvertently create the agenda for next year's episode. Yeah, um, that, that's what we're trying to do, actually. So, uh, well, there, yeah, 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 we planned it like that. Crowdsourcing uh, at its finest. But we we did have enough of a talk that we like. I think we got a, a, enough solid ideas that we could have banged out an episode like that, like a like kind of a compilation of various Deep Purple moments over the years or or songs. But the the screams thing kind of jumped to the foreground as being something we wanted to talk about a little more this year. So mm-hmm. cool. Well, with that, John, uh hopefully next week we'll be uh I'll be feeling a little better. And, I hope uh, so. I won't go to sleep. I mean we're recording fairly early this this week, so uh um, I might still go to bed after this. Uh, and hopefully you'll wake up in the morning. Ooh, that's spooky. It would be spooky if I didn't. It'd be spooky if this He'll was the lay, last. Now you lay you down to sleep. <laughs> Pray the Lord my soul to keep. I love that you went with the Mega Death one. <laughs> of course. I'm not going to give that one to Hetfield. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John. I'll see you next year, next month. <laughs> I'll see you in November (laughs) The spookiest month Because it touches right against Halloween I'll see you you in No Shave November (laughs) I I did that a few years uh, Running but yeah not lately Jen hates it when I do that so I don't do it anymore Um, Isn't it always No Shave November for you? Well, that's true. Well, no, we did the thing where it was like shave October and then no shave. Yeah. So I started from scratch. Yeah. I should say that. Gotcha. Okay. But uh, yeah, she's not a fan. So does it, does no shave November count if you don't shave 
down there. <laughs> it does. It does. But if you put pictures of it, of your progress on Instagram, you might get kicked off. <laughs> well, maybe they'll put it on Twitter. They'll, they allow anything there. Hey, look, look, three days, no shaving. Look what it looks like. It would be more appropriate, right? Because isn't that to uh, build awareness for prostate cancer or testicular <laughs> cancer? One of the two. So it'd be very appropriate. <laughs> Well, as long as you shave the right area. <laughs> like, I'm bringing awareness because of my, my smooth balls. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future, please donate on Patreon to support the show. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts to help new people discover the show. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. Uh, all right. Well, uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh.